Welcome to another episode of Ruben the Cuban, real talk of commercial real estate. Um, today we have a very special guest, a good, good friend of mine. But before we get into that, I always talk about a cigar because we enjoy a little bit of, you know, while we're talking about real estate. And uh, right now I have a Rocky Patel Decade. It's a box press. It's one of my go-to sticks that I enjoy, uh, especially in the afternoon with a little bit of rum. So um, go ahead and buy one. As always, I'm not endorsed by anybody, but uh, I was told by a very wise person I should reach out to these uh, cigar manufacturers see if they'll uh, be a sponsor of one of these shows. We'll we'll keep that we'll keep that uh, in tune. Um, you just have to hashtag that when you uh, you know put this out on social media, like the oh, there yeah, you go. Start hashtagging. Start yeah. hashtag. <laughs> well, you know, today we're going to be talking a little bit about you know women in real estate. Uh, talk about the tech world in the real estate. And I think there's nobody better that I know of to really talk about this than my good dear friend, Dina Zimmerman uh, with SVN um, in Chicago. And um, I've known Dina for a long, long time, many, many, many years. And i um, just looking forward to just, just jumping into it. Dina and let's have this great conversation. Mm-hmm. Dina yes. has probably the best energy. I've, I mean, she's, she walks into a room and the entire room lights up. So Dina, thank you for being here with us. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. And along with all your accolades, you know, because I hear you voted top 25 uh, influential uh, women in CRE in 2022. And, you know, all the different uh, companies you work with on a national basis, you have groups in different markets and so forth. So let's just kind of jump into it before we kind of get to who is Dina? We're, we're, besides being this, this bigger than life kind of person in Chicago, how did Dina get into commercial real estate? So when I graduated from college, University of Minnesota, go Gophers, roll the boat, got to throw that out there. Um, I jumped, uh, I was in a sale, jumped right into sales. I had actually been in sales my uh, throughout high school and college. And it's kind of funny to note, actually, I got my degree in psychology and I thought that I would was going to be um, you know, a therapist. And I was out there interviewing for jobs and it was, I mean, there was no pay one of the jobs I interviewed for, they actually asked me if I bruised easily, and I, which I do. And I'm like, why would you ask that? And they're like, well, because your main role would be for restraining people. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> that's just so, and not in a fun way. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I was so um, just downtrodden, you know, really, what's the word I'm looking for? Just really bummed out about all of this, mm. right? And so the job that I was working at the time, um, it was for a video store. And this was back in the day, well before Redbox, right? Because this was in 1997. And my um, boss was doing a side hustle, um, selling like memberships with, you know, the VHS tapes and the Blu-rays in um, gas stations and convenience stores. So we, I was helping him like sell these accounts. So, you know, here I'm frustrated after this interview, I come into work and he's like, Dina, you are such a great salesperson. You connect with people and you do realize that when you're selling, when you're in a sales role, if you do it the right way, you are helping people and you make an impact. This just blew my mind mm. and it completely shift, like shifted everything, everything. And I wound up getting a job with Combined Insurance, which is actually based out of Chicago. It's um, now owned by the Aon Corporation, W. Clement Stone, mm. who wrote you know, a lot of books um, on like positive selling and all male dominated. I was the only female in Southern Minnesota, which is where I'm from. And I went door to door selling um, insurance. 
I was literally pulling farmers off of tractors. And so I, you know, this is why I laugh when people are afraid of cold calling. I'm like, how about knocking on a door and like getting a door slammed in your face? I mean, that's, that's cold calling. Mm -hmm. So I knew I really liked um, sales. You know, I had no problem with male dominated industry. So I, you know, wound up getting promoted and moving to Chicago um, with combined and I left the job. And then I wound up um, working for a real estate trade publication. And so I sold advertising actually on the residential side. And it was the sister publication. Anybody who's in the Midwest would be familiar with Illinois Real Estate Journal and Midwest Real Estate News. And those were the commercial components or commercial partners mm-hmm. in my residential um, magazine. So I knew I really liked real estate, but I just I knew I didn't want to sell houses. And um, a developer that was an advertiser who's still a very um, influential person in my life. By this time, it was 2007. He's like, you got to jump into commercial. You'd be perfect at it. And, you know, I was really nervous that it was um, we're going into a recession, which it's interesting to talk to young people now who are interested Mm -hmm. in getting real estate because they say to me, I mean, this this could be the worst time if we're going into a potential recession. I'm like, no, people get rich in real estate. They become wealthy in a down market, right? Yep. And, you know, he said to me, he goes, the only certainty in life is that we're always going to go through a downturn at some point. So if you can learn to build your business and make money, you know, in hard times, you're always going to be successful. Plus, people aren't going to be as busy and they're going to have time for you. And he was right. And I just I jumped right into it. And here I am 17 years later and prepared for another potential downfall and I'm ready for it. And my clients are as well. Nice. Nice. Well, that's, it's, it's, I think right there is a nice little nugget of information or just, just kind of a lesson. One of the other conversations I was having recently was really talking about that, you know, seen several cycles and Mm -hmm. um, it it was Arthur. He was using the smart money starts investing during these down cycles and goes to what exactly we were just talking about. About you know creating wealth, not just becoming rich, yeah. and, you know, just kind of the the big picture. So um, there's a lot of opportunity in in you know in recessions, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, a couple of things I, I kind of highlighted at the beginning. You know, you have the voted one of the most influential or top twenty five influential um, CRE uh, female figures, and and being that currently still it's 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 changing a lot. Although at SVN Commercial Partners we have you know, a lot of females that uh, are part of our team and so forth. And then how about just touching a little bit about, you know, like you said, you were selling insurance. You were probably the only, you know, female in the room kind of thing. And then moving into this commercial real estate uh, arena where it's very male dominant. And then you, you, I wouldn't say like you come in, you came into to the space to ask for your, to ask to be noticed. You just dominate the space. Like you came in with a, a sledgehammer, you know, and it's just, it's just part of your personality. It's just, so, so take us through that a little bit. And, you know, was that something that you did purposely or you just part of who you were? Primarily part of who I am. Um, but knowing that I was very purposeful in it. Um, Cause I, I can only be myself, my most authentic and unique self and anything else. I just feel like I'm faking it. Right. So it's yeah. like, embrace your weird. And I mean, you know, cause weird is beautiful. Right. Absolutely. And you know, I'm really tall. I'm six, two and I wear heels um, because first of all, it makes my legs look better. <laughs> <laughs> my posture. And I fully know 
that that helps me dominate over people. Um, and I just love to rock a heel. Um, I've always kind of had funky hair, you know, back before the pandemic, I, you know, had the mohawk and for a while I had a nose ring until it fell out and then I just couldn't get it to go back in. (laughs) Um, but the point in that is I knew that I stuck out, but that's who I am. And so be you, I I think, you know, it's a lot of women that I talk to. I think a lot of them try and fit into a mold, especially if they're with a more corporate firm. Don't do that because when you're not, when you don't, and this is for men and women, when you don't feel yourself, you're not yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know, you know, and even to this day, it, it's it's nice when I'm in larger meetings, when I'm at a table and I see more women, um, you know, we're still the minority in that. And more times than not, I'm the only female in a room. And any female in this industry will know um, we do have to work I was just talking to somebody in our Portland office about this yesterday. We do have to work twice as hard. Um, I have, I know that I'm more scrutinized. If I'm running a meeting. People have questions. They're going to doubt what I say more than what a man says. And so I have to come in twice as prepared. Mm-hmm. And for a little bit, I was kind of bitter about that. This was like, you know, back when I was in my late thirties. And then I realized there is no downside to being the most prepared person in the room. Absolutely. Right. Yep. So, Absolutely. you know, if anything, it just, it, it makes, you know, I, I love now that I'm a trusted advisor to old white men. I mean, and I'm saying that cause, like a lot of them just love me. They trust me. They know that I'm smart. And, and the thing is too, I ask a lot of questions. I think that's one thing that especially women get hung up on. Like, Oh, if I'm going to ask a question, maybe these guys are going to think, I'm not very smart or I don't know my stuff. Here's my theory. If there's more than two people in a room, I don't care the gender. If I don't know something and or if you don't know something and you have a question about it, I guarantee you one other person does, right? So yep. be that person to raise a hand, ask the questions and start the conversation. Um, and with that comes confidence. And I do kind of come in like a bulldog, very friendly bulldog. And, but I use that um, to my benefit. That's awesome. That's awesome. And yeah, I've seen it and I've seen you in action. So I, I, I love how you do ask a lot of questions and you're very confident in yourself. And you also lead a group at SVN, right? The women in SVN or women. Is that a- yes. Yeah. Well, um, actually, this has been fun, too. You know, when I joined, when I came on brand in 2015, um, I went to you know one of our national conferences and there was there was a good number of women. I mean, there weren't a ton. And we decided, actually, we decided the next year, one of our conferences, so I think this was the conference, it was either 16 or 17, it was in San Diego, I don't recall. Um, I worked with um, corporate to put together a Women of SVN dinner. And there must have been maybe 20 or 30 of us. I mean, not, you know, some women couldn't make it, but here we're all sitting around this big table and we knew we were onto something. And corporate loved it. So then moving forward since then, the day before the conference starts, there's actually a women of SVN cocktail party. And it's so funny because the guys want to be invited and we're like, no, you guys get to go. You're invited to everything (laughs) because you're men. (laughs) This is us. And it was great because last year, I mean, you couldn't even fit all the women in a room. And what's so awesome about it is they're like the diversity I mean, in, in age, in um, ethnicity, like all of it, 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 it's so fun to see, especially the younger women. I mean, there's a real movement now with young women. And then after the conference last year, just with all of that momentum, um, 
Sarah Vincent, who's with SVN Corporate, she and I put together the um, women of SVN. So we're actually a product council now, so to speak. And we do quarterly calls, Zooms, and and it's for any woman in SVN, right? Managing director, marketing, you know, um, corporate, uh, brokers, all of it. And it's just, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, it is. It, well, we, uh, I always leave with tears in my eyes. I'm so inspired. And, and it's fun to track because we're recording all of them because the networking and the deal making that goes on, as well as just the life lessons, it's, it's incredible. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know, um, you know, the, the ladies here at the office uh, in Florida, well, they love you to death. But every time there's a, one of those them. calls or or they look forward to having the the, 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 the connection, uh, it seems to uh, definitely up up the game. You know, it just it, yeah. it's a boost of, you know, of, of energy in somebody's arm. And, you know, you just yeah. you're able to just say, uh, I mean, and, you know, I look forward to the day that when I was talking about, you know, ethnicity or, or gender mm-hmm. or anything like that. We're just people just, you know, um, yeah. so the it's, coach of uh, the chiefs talking about that, you know, we're getting in the Super Bowl, and not to get yeah. off topic, but you know, for the first time, two, you know, African-American quarterbacks are, are starters for the, for the Super Bowl. So, and the coach is like, you know, he's a good player. I don't care what color he is. As long as he's a good player, he's a good player. And that's what we're really kind of looking for. So. But it's incredible just to just to see that shift. And yeah. in you know, in, in this group, um, and actually in a lot of the women's groups I'm in, you know, we go into this saying, this is a safe space. You know, you can say whatever you want and and just know that you know this stays between us, but we want to be resources for each other. And some of these women are so brave because I mean, this, we're not just talking about real estate sometimes on these zooms. It's, it's ways we've been treated uh, really, really deep, important mm-hmm. things. It's just nice to have that supportive, uh, that supportive community. I mean, it's, we're a long ways from becoming equals, so to speak, you know, in this industry, but we're making strides, uh, um, crew actually does quarterly reports mm-hmm. um, on women in in commercial real estate and in the C suite. Um, women only make up nine percent mm. in the C suite commercial real estate. We got to change that. So yeah. we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, there, there you go. Well, yeah, we're forging that that path and moving forward. Yep. And and here you thought when you were you know going to be a psychologist or a therapist and you know and you're I really- use my degree every damn day. <laughs> You see, that's what we exactly, you know, you're, 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 you're either on the investor side or talking to your clients or just internally, you know, clients internally, like, uh, you know, your colleagues and so forth, you're inspiring yeah. and so forth and, and that sort of thing. So that's amazing. Yeah. And then, you know, just, to, I know there's, there's, there's a couple, you know, you have a wide array of things, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, the queen of cannabis before we started here and so forth. We'll get to that later, but I know you're very big also on the, the whole scene of, you know, the, 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 you know, the prop tech or, you know, or CRE technology and so forth. And, you know, as we kind of shifting and we're seeing the movement of, you know, people trying to be a hybrid workspace or not, and trying to use these tools again, you know, I was speaking with somebody earlier that they were talking about, they used to go door to door in a you know, office tower, downtown New York, start at the very top and go down it's you can't do that now because of security reasons. So right. everybody's kind of leveraging some sort of technology. There's some younger people they think 
only by texting or Instagram or whatever they can get business, a book of business that way. Some of them having some some level of success, but I still think you know you still got to have that belly belly, you know, eye to eye, face to face type of type of meeting, and so forth. So, give us the high level of what you're seeing on the you know on the the prop tech and maybe some of the more exciting ways that uh, the CRE industry is shifting. Uh, that, that you can tell. Um, uh, this is where it's so fun. I just, I was a way early adopter of real estate technology and especially commercial real estate technology. Cause I, I, because I specialize in retail, I'm deeply ingrained in tracking um, residential trends because, you know, that's where the, the buyers are, the shoppers are, right. And that's where my retailers want to go. And, you know, obviously residential is leaps and bounds ahead of commercial as it relates to, um, real estate technology. So it's nice to see some big, serious players in the commercial real estate space. And it's funny because I do have some friends, primarily residential agents who have done complete transactions over Facebook Messenger, Mm. Instagram, and Twitter. I, the amount of referrals that I've gotten on Twitter, I mean, it's, it's unreal, but to hear that they've actually, one of my friends, he, he actually did an entire deal over like Twitter Messenger, they never even talked. Wow. And I'm like, this is crazy. But you know, you have to be on board with that. And I I love it. Um, I because I want to always, my whole thing is I want to always stay relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in my late 40s, getting pretty close to the, you know, the 50 mark. And I don't, I don't want to be a dinosaur. I want to stay super relevant. And my whole thing with technology, I know it takes time to um demo something and to learn how to, um, you know, integrate it in your business. But my whole thing is take the time to save the time. I'm way more efficient because, because of the tech tools that I use. And, you know, I know it's all the shiny objects that are thrown at us, right? Exactly. I think the key is to have just enough tools in your toolbox that you can be more efficient. And so whenever I hear of a new technology or or somebody reaches out to me and says, hey, would you be willing to demo this? Always demo something. Ask a ton of questions. And I really recommend demoing something new because the amount, like this is going back to 2009, 2010, you know, when CRE PropTech was Mm -hmm. really, you know, starting to get some legs. I had a lot of startups reach out to me like, hey, I know you do this and you you do a lot of public speaking and all the things and you like technology. Would you demo this? I'm like, sure. And some I was a beta tester on. And part of the agreement was they're like, well, thanks for spending the time. You know, you're you have now either way, way deeply discounted, or some of them I have free lifetime memberships. Nice. So like just saying, do it. Yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, <laughs> so it's it's uh I think it just helps, especially, you know, it's interesting. You made a very good point, Ruben. I'm glad that I adopted that all early. And I know you did as well. I mean, heck, what was that? 2017, you mm-hmm. got, you and I were together at Disrupt CRE. Do you remember yep. that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And what's amazing though, is you're right because of the pandemic and now this whole hybrid, which it's not going anywhere. And also the millennials and the Gen Z's with or without, with or without a pandemic, that's how they want to live and work, mm-hmm. right? It's via technology. I mean, maybe, I think the metaverse is really interesting and I love digging into it. And I know some people like it's too crazy for them, maybe, but you should at least like look into it because there are some platforms, there are some people that are are transacting 
business via the metaverse. So I think I think it's just being familiar with everything and trying to get comfortable in the space as it just relates to technology. I mean, look at you're in Florida. Yeah. Well, I, just, right I was just going to a little side note here. I want to just throw this because this is going to be the first of many times that we're talking on this podcast. Maybe for the next one, because I don't know what company does the metaverse. Maybe you can find somebody. We could do the podcast recorded via some avatar. I I've would not, love that. I have no idea. I don't know if I'm just talking. No. <laughs> you know, that would that'd be so. I mean, I have not visited the metaverse. I don't know. If, can you buy an American Airlines ticket to it? Or No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. But you know what's amazing? Like, I, I, I would love to do that because I'm really fascinated like to actually join like a conference meeting via the metaverse. I know people who've done it and they said, if anything, it's just really fun yeah. because you know, you can, you don't take yourself quite as seriously and not that you're not serious in these meetings, but it's just, I guess just, just a different creative way to do things. I, I would love to do that. Cause I'd well, love I, to know what you would look like in, as avatars. I mean, oh, we'd obviously <laughs> <fabulous>. <laughs> Imagine Ruben the Cuban, Tina. Yes. With your, Absolutely. <laughs> we'll have to do that. We'll have to do that. We'll yeah. have to figure that out. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I um think we have a lot of things we want to talk about. So we could go a really long time. What I like to do is hopefully just invite you back. But you know, and we'll kind of dive deeper into some of these other things. Obviously, yeah. the retail world. It's maybe, you know, touch upon your because you you just mentioned that you specialize in retail. And you have mm-hmm. a couple groups, because I think you have a group like in Denver or something like that. You got your group there in Chicago yep. uh, and so forth. Uh, tell us a little bit so we can understand a little more is what your specialty because everybody's just, oh, she's just a rock star. You know, she, she's, she's doing a lot of public speaking, but, you know, but you do specialize in retail. Um, that's that's yeah. that's where you go, you know, a mile deep into that into that world. Yeah. And that's where I do a lot of um, my public speaking. I've had um, organizations um you know, they've been very kind flying me around the country just to talk about um, sort of the update where we're at with retail. Because I, when I tell you I geek out on it, I geek out on it again, as it relates to even technology and such, I try and dive really deep into the, you know, psychographic information of retail and, you know, where people are shopping and where those retailers are going. And because I really love advising developers, you know, around the country especially the new construction development with, uh, you know, whether it's condos or, you know, luxury apartments above. I mean, that's really my forte where we're curating retail, mm-hmm. you know, based on, I love to read. So based on that and, you know, what's going on in the area, here are the categories of tenants that, you know, we, I see that should be in your building and it's fun to be right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, just to be able it's... to collaborate like that. Um, and my other area of specialty, which is, Sort of my bread and butter is tenant representation. That's why they actually brought me over to SVN. Um, and I work with local, regional, and national tenants. And um, I advise quite a few of the, you know, the larger corporate ones who just get to big enough where they want to start franchising. I advise on how to franchise and how to do it the right way with the you know territory maps and so on and so forth. And it's fun. You know, I'm yeah. too chicken to start my own business. So, I, you know, it's me living vicariously through them. And just to be a part of that, I mean, to, entrepreneurship is everything. And I get this opportunity every day to work with these badass entrepreneurs. And a lot of them are females. Yeah. And just that's, it's so inspiring. I mean, it's just so inspiring. And just to be a part of that process, it, it 
it's like no other. I'm I'm so honored. I really am. That's awesome. That is awesome. And I, you know, so if somebody's looking to get into tenant rep on the retail, you don't just pick up the you know, I guess Google numbers and start calling. How did you kind of get into that space, or you know, kind of? Do you have like a deal story? They say, hey, this deal really kind of changed the trajectory of my career and really getting yeah. deeper into that. Yes. Actually, in 2008, I was doing all landlord representation and I was showing a space um, a little west of um, the United Center. Mm-hmm. At the time, yeah, that was like <laughs> definitely on the fringe. Now it's like amazing. And um, this west woman of the United in, Center in Chicago. Yeah, West of in Chicago. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about back I do, then. I do. And, you know, and now it's like all bougie, which I love. But um, but it was really cool and very urban and gritty, right? And so it was a really cool space I was listing. And this woman came in and she just had this awesome look about her. And um, she had an urban gene company and um is in one of the other neighborhoods in Chicago. And I said, This is amazing. I go that you're doing so well. You know, this is your second location. And she started crying and she said, no, she goes, I didn't have any representation because, you know, as you know, Ruben, that sometimes people come in on their own and mm-hmm. try and do their own deal. And um, wasn't represented, didn't know to hire an attorney when she negotiated the lease. And unfortunately, it was the epitome of a slumlord and mm-hmm. he had her sign this and within a year figured out a way to bankrupt her. Oh my gosh. The, the lease was awful. I mean, I, I just, then his scruples, just anyway, mm. um, and I knew in that moment that I needed to represent tenants because somebody needs to protect and defend them. You know, 99% of the time, it's the landlord or the seller who's paying us. So if you're a tenant, why wouldn't you use me? I'm, mm. I'm free to you. And I'm the one who's out there and knows all the systems and the tools and all of it. And so I just, I make sure that was, that was a complete game changer for me. It it changed everything. And I completely shifted my focus into tenant rep. And, you know, to start with, I was just taking small tenants. A lot of them were startups and just helping them navigate, you know, what they need, you know, to set them up on a path for success. And you just, that's why I don't care if they're 800 feet or 80,000 feet, you treat everybody the same because mm. A, they deserve that. We all need to start somewhere. And also, you don't know who these people know. Yep. And one of these smaller tenants I repped was best friends with the guy who just bought a Great Clips franchise, referred me. And then all of a sudden, Jacob Strom was in my office. This is when we were before SVN, but we brought this over to SVN and we represented Great Clips and we did what did we do? 48 stores in like 24 months or something. And wow. then all of a sudden people recognized that we were representing them. We were, and all these national brands were coming to me and asking me to represent them. Wow. That's the other piece to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I was talking with one of the gals um, in the Boca office last week because she was asking my advice on picking up tenants. Mm-hmm. While money is great, I also want to sleep at night and be enthusiastic every day about what I do. And there's a lot of people I won't work with because I don't believe in their brand. Wow. I mean, if you think about it, we're the first line of defense when we are talking to a landlord. We have to sell a concept to a landlord. And if mm-hmm. I don't think it's cool, 
I'm not going to do it. Right, right. And if I think something's really cool, then I'm going to reach out to somebody and say, I was just in your brunch place. Oh my God, your biscuits and Bloody Marys are amazing. Mm. If you're ever going to come to Chicago, <laughs> can I please rep you? Yeah. And this is a true story. And they're like, oh my God, we love that you love, you know, our brand. Of course you can represent us. So it's again, just being authentic and just loving what, loving the brand because you're a really great ambassador for them when you're going out there. And you know what? The loyalty is on, on, it's unmatched. Wow. And I think that's a, a, a great way to button up you. Authentic and brand are, are words that definitely come to mind with, you know, knowing you for you know many, many years. I remember first time I saw you at Sunda in the back, uh, one of, you know, a CRE event. And it was just yep. like, this is awesome. You've always been very authentic. And uh, Dina, just continue doing what you're doing. You're an inspiration to many, many, many people that I talk to that know you. Uh, hopefully somebody gets some uh, inspiration from uh, this conversation and hearing a little bit about your story. Please come back. We'll, we'll schedule it. Hopefully, Please have me back. This I, was I, super I, fun. I, I'd love to have you, you know, besides the metaverse one, we'll do one there, but I'd love to have you here right across the table down here in, uh, in Miami when next time you're in a, na- in a neighborhood. I can make that happen. We it's can make that happen. Two. It's minus two today. <laughs> you want to do that tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have, I won't say 80 plus degrees here, I think. For Don't today. even. <laughs> it's literally 80 plus degrees warmer there than it is here. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Dina, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how can, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, either connect with me on uh, LinkedIn or uh, you can reach out to me uh, via the SVN website too. Perfect. Perfect. I'll make sure to uh, put those in the, the description. Okay. So we have that uh, connection. And Dina, thank you once again. Appreciate your time and appreciate everybody's me. time for listening uh, to today's show. Uh, make sure to share uh, Ruben the Cuban. If you want to hear inspirational stories where we talk to uh, folks in the industry, we also uh, try to find a couple of nuggets of information so you can apply to your, uh, your business and uh, your, your, your thriving career in the commercial real estate uh, space. Um, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to your podcast show. Dina, pleasure. Dina, pleasure oh, meeting you. I'm sorry. I have Arthur. Uh, Arthur is sitting here. Okay. You. Okay. And we have Arthur. Arthur, he's, he's been listening to, to the sh- your mic's on now. Uh, pleasure meeting you. Oh, you as well. Very, ins- very inspirational. Mm-hmm.